Billy Bob? You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone... Cowboys like smoky rooms and clear mountain moors. Little warm puppies, children and girls of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mutiny Radio. This is happy hour, I guess. A super special open mic. Please welcome stage your host, Annette Mullaney. How's it going? Welcome to Mutiny Radio's Happy Hour. Today we're having a special three-hour happy hour, followed by 9 p.m. Zach Wiseman will be recording a special. So everyone stay tuned. It'll be hella dope. Um, I'm going to be your host for the first hour. I know there's no place on earth I'd rather be, and I'm not saying that because I have no other options. 
I've actually turned down a party invite. Um, oh, I'd like to go through this party invite really quick, just like to do a close critical reading of it, if you guys don't mind going back to like high school or uh, college for some of you. All right, so uh, what kind of party do you think this is that I've decided not to go to? So this is the explanation. Dress, puckish flair, fantastical hats, scarves, wigs, capes, and self-creation, doppelgangers, parrot on shoulder, devil on shoulder, talking mannequin on knee, etc. My favorite part there is, of course, the etc. Like, you know what comes after mannequin on knee. If we're not sure what kind of party this is, let's go to the next part. Bring, colon, yourself, your lovers. Some wine slash beer for the one you'll meet. So now at this point, what do you guys think is the over-under that this is an orgy? Yeah. Right, like this is definitely an orgy, right? I wish when people invited me to orgies, they just titled the party orgy. Yeah. I know that seems a little déclassé, but... <laughs> I feel like you don't want to be ambiguous on this, and there's also no classy way to describe a fuck pile. I'm sorry, like if you try to go high class, it just ends up sounding really molester, right? An evening of mysterious and delightful treats. No, you just, just fucking say it's an orgy, right? Like I don't want to be tricked into an orgy again. Um, so <laughs> it was not a good time. Um, so you guys been watching the election? Yeah, a lot of excitement for the election. You know, I'm definitely voting for Hillary Clinton, but yeah, go ladies. Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump. But uh, she keeps saying and doing things that just, I hate the degree to which I have to compromise with myself when I'm voting for her. All right, like a couple months ago in the debates, she was asked how, what she's gonna bring differently to the White House, and her answer was, well, I'm a woman, which, I know, like, okay, technically, yes, that is going to be quite different. Um, I usually don't try to start the job interview with the fact that I have a cunt. I just don't think it's among, like, my number one job qualification skills. Um, maybe, like, it's a secondary skill. Um, but, yeah, every... And then she picks this motherfucker, Tim Kaine, who just seems like a piece of shit. And every time she does this, I'm like, Hillary, you're fucking killing me. I want to vote for you and not feel dirty about it. Um, it kind of reminds me, though, of when I go on dates with dudes and I know that they want to sleep with me. So I start to play a little game where I try to say something odious enough that they won't sleep with me anymore. And I know the joke is like, well, they're dudes, so that's nothing. But I found that line and I've crossed it and it's great. Um, there was this one Muslim dude who was having like a bit of an issue with the premarital sins we were about to commit, um, and apparently for him, the line was, come and get this infidel pussy. He could not. It sounds even better in Arabic. It's alliterative. Um, but the best, like, it's pretty easy to cross that line. Like, in this city, all you have to do is say you're going to vote for Trump. But the best is if you can figure out how to push them beyond where they thought their line was, but they're still going to go for it. There's nothing like that look in a man's eyes when he realizes the level of moral reprehensibility he's gonna put up with, the, the, uh, excuse me, the pride he's gonna swallow just to get that pussy. So if he's like a hipster, I'll talk about how I listen to nothing but Rihanna. Um, if he's a socialist, I like to talk about how I spend all my money on Pilates and consumer goods. Um, if he's a libertarian, I like to exhibit basic empathy. Oh, they fucking hate that. 
Um, you know, I just, I just love a hate fuck, really. That's what it's about. All right. We have a whole bunch of really dope fucking comics today. Uh, your first comic is Chris Evans. Well, my mother. All right. Oh, I saw you the other day. He's funny. You're going to like him. My actual name is Mike, by the way. It's okay. We all look alike, even though there's only one of me here. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I like the hate fuck thing you said though earlier. I think I hate fuck white women right now. It's kind of a thing. Anytime they have like a little like cute little junior officer badge, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely fucking you. <laughs> it's how I get back, you know. It's how I get back for what's going on. Might not be the best way to get back, but you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, since we're on the topic, I'm black. You guys aren't. Uh, how does that feel? How does it feel to play Pokemon Go and do other, other non-black things that you do? It's a trip, man. Like a lot of my white friends right now are like traveling out of town and shit, doing little, little white activities and shit. Um, I got a friend the other day telling me, I was like, hey, yo, man, why are you going to Europe for, uh, for this semester coming up? He's like, oh, I'm going to go find myself. That's a thing? That's a thing white people do. Like, I wish I could tell my dad that, like, hey, dad, I'm not going to fucking work for a year, and I'm not going to go to school either, but I'm going to find myself, dad. I'm going to find myself, and I'll be something great. It's fucking ridiculous. Nah, but I'm not that mad at white people, though. I understand that, like, you know, it's very uncomfortable for white people to talk about race in general just because of the fact you guys haven't gone through racism before. Like, I don't think that, like, I have a lot of white friends in general, and all of them are really nervous when they talk to me now. It's kind of hilarious. But they don't talk to me about, like, about the actual issue itself. They say, like, cute shit, like, hey, Mike, watch black porn last night. <laughs> I'm like, thanks? Is that what I'm supposed to say? Is that how I'm supposed to respond? Is I appreciate it? Oh, I don't know. Every time I ask a, uh, I ask a dude or a white dude to go to a protest, it's always like this awkward, awkward thing. Like, I don't, they, they just assume that I always go to every protest. I mean, the haircut and the height. I look like a very pro-militant motherfucker, right? I feel bad, too, because it's about me. Essentially, the whole everything going on in the country is about me. So anytime I have to say no, I feel bad because I'm a comedian. I don't feel like my job is enough to not go to a protest. Like, yo, man, I would fight for our rights, but, like, I got to go tell dick jokes, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I made this new joke about my scrotum, about how when you tilt it sideways, it looks like Martin Luther King. <laughs> that was bad. I don't know that was bad. Um, yeah, what else is going on? I'm, uh, I'm 21 years old, which kind of, it, it's fun. Yeah, I know, I know. You're like, I can't fuck you now. You're 21, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's cool other than the fact that I'm still in school, which means like my parents have me by the fucking balls, man. I, when, you, when you haven't graduated college yet and you're in your 20s, your parents are like, you better do all your homework, motherfucker. You have no life. And it's just, it's not even a joke. It's just how I'm living right now. It's rough. It is. It's very tough. I, uh, to handle the fact that I'm sad about the country right now, I normally hit up people on Tinder. It's what I do. It's a lot of fun. Only thing I don't like about Tinder is when girls are like, oh, I'm just here to meet friends. I'm here just to have a good time for new experiences and shit. I'm just like, that's a little fucked up if you're basing your friends off what they look like, right? Like, what if, what if God did that in heaven? Like, he was just judging you based off this phone app of like, oh, no, mm, you're not getting in here. Nope. You're a little, you're a little ugly. Thanks for the horn. 
Um, what else? What else is going on? Uh, hmm. First time I started jacking off was, uh, was at my grandma's house, actually. Some of you could have guessed that from looking at me. It was very tough. <laughs> I've been trying to open up about that for a while. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was fucked up, though. It was at my grandma's house because it wasn't free. Normally, it'd be okay if it was free porn. But I watched it. I ordered it on her Comcast bill because I took advantage of the fact that she was old. When you're old, you can't read stuff like Comcast bills. So when you buy a lot of porn, all you see is the bill number that it adds up to. And so during family gatherings for the, la for the past year, she would complain and shit and be like, Comcast is scamming me, guys. And nobody believed her because she was old and crazy. And then they put her in a retirement home, so it's not my problem anymore. My name is Mike, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you, Mike Evans. Sorry I fucked up your name. All right, our next comic, whose name I'm probably going to fuck up as well, is Chris Guerra. Yeah. Did I say that right? Why'd you call me on the phone? How's everybody? Nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, I was watching Donald Trump's big speech at the Republican convention, and I have to admit, that was the best two-hour nap I've ever taken. Yeah. Yeah, Hillary Clinton might be a liar, but Trump isn't what you call trustworthy. I mean, after all, his first two wives trusted him to be faithful, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah, don't be surprised if he dumped his current wife from Miley Cyrus. Yeah, did you know that there is a dating website for farmers called FarmersOnly.com? Yeah, I saw it advertised on TV the other day. And when I saw that commercial, I was like, huh, isn't there already a dating website for country folk? I believe it's called Ancestry.com. Yep, Aunt Matilda's looking good on a profile. I'm definitely gonna hit that at the next family reunion. Yeehaw. I am upset that kids are, are, be, are being given drugs by their parents because they have attention deficit disorder. Whatever happened to just sending just send them to special classes? What kind of message are we sending to these kids? All right, Junior, don't ever smoke marijuana because it will give you brain damage. And don't drink alcohol because it's poison. But here, take this pill. You'll need it for math class. Yeah. You ever notice when a couple have their very first baby, they're very overly cautious with it? Especially, yeah, especially when they give it to other people. They're like, okay, be careful. Use two hands, okay? Use two hands, okay? Okay, and hold his head up. Hold his head. Otherwise, he'll get brain damage, okay? Careful, careful, careful. But when they have their second or third child, they're not very cautious with it. They're like, oh, don't worry. He always puts his hand inside that toaster. He'll learn sooner or later. Oh, and if he cries... Give him a little bit of Hennessy. That'll shut him up. So, I live in Richmond in the East Bay. Not on purpose. 
One thing about living in Richmond, I hear sirens at night, which makes it hard for me to sleep. But now, it's getting to the point where it's hard for me to sleep without hearing sirens. You might say that sirens are like whale calls to me. But now that's becoming a problem because one time I was driving and when I heard a police siren, I fell asleep at the wheel. Now, thank you. <laughs> that broke that silence real quick. <laughs> yeah, now you know why I'm paying a lot for car insurance. And another thing about living in Richmond, once in a while, I'll hear gunshots. Like there was this one time I was about to leave my apartment to go to the store, and as soon as I get to the door, I hear this. So I turned around and I said, uh, never mind. I'll just stay home and have Pop-Tarts for dinner. The sad part is that was my big closer. <laughs> that was my time. My name is Chris Guerra. Thank you. I can do things for you. Make sure Thank you, Chris. Sorry, I just got to look at this list. All right. Our next comic has dropped enough babies to warrant warnings from their parents. Give it up for David Roth. I'm the one. Um, so here's the thing, man. My, uh, my wife has like a latex allergy, my ex-wife. Um, and she gets like a really rashy vagina with the late. I'm only saying this because we're divorced now. Um, she gets the money. I get the jo I get the jokes. That's the fair. That's that's fair, right? Um, yeah, this is what I get. And uh, yeah, like she didn't like birth control. We didn't want to have kids. Um, so that's why. I, and like that's why I bought lambskin condoms for 11 years. I bought lambskin condoms. Yeah, like I thought, I know they are, they're a luxury condom brand, sir, you must know. Cause like moleskin, I thought, you know like how moleskin notebooks aren't actually made from the skin of dead moles? That was like my mindset as I'm buying these condoms. And I'm like, then I was like bought some one day with a friend and he was like, you know what lambskin condoms are made of, right? And I was like, uh, they're not made from lambskin, right? He's like, no, they're not made from lambskin. I'm like, oh, phew. He's like, yeah, they're actually made from lamb intestine. <laughs> I've never even, yeah, Ashton is, Ashton's not comfortable. Like, I've never even done anal before, like, with a human. You're telling me, like, like, you're telling me I'm 10 feet past the butt, like, into the fucking digestive tract. Like, all this time, I've been doing deep anal. Like, and, like, also, I thought I was monogamous, and I guess that's true with women, but, like, Apparently, I've been inside thousands of sheep. Like, it's like um, Hugh Hefner if the Playboy Mansion was more of a pasture. How's that joke, Ashton? Um, do you guys know how uncomfortable I feel at petting zoos? Yeah, right? This, no, one, no one wants to make eye contact with me during this entire set. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm pretty uncomfortable petting. Here's like the weird thing. I don't know if this is by design, but at petting zoos, like, all the animals are completely naked. So there's just... <laughs> There's just a lot of tension. Um, you know how like people wonder, like, am I going to heaven? You know, we don't really know. No one really knows, like, what's our afterlife going to look like? I wonder if lambs are like, am I going to end up on David Roth's penis? That's, that's, that's the afterlife of some sheep. Uh, I think the weirdest part of this entire thing is that uh, for 20, 20 years I've been a vegetarian. 
Like I've been like, like ethically, I feel like I was like pretty great. Now I'm finding out there's like a heap of lambs somewhere that have died for like unimaginative, Jewy, mediocre intercourse. <laughs> like, I do not. <laughs> I do not feel good about that. Like, how can that's weighing on my conscience? Like, I can't get to sleep. Uh, I tried counting sheep, and that doesn't work. <laughs> oh shit. Um, Chris was thank you. Uh, Chris was talking about Trumpity Trump. I I feel like the immigration thing should be like a state law. It doesn't. I, I know that's kind of weird, but like I can see building a wall along Texas. Like they're fucking proud of that state. But like I'm from Michigan, you know. Like, do you know how flattered we would be if immigrants tried to swim across the Detroit River? <laughs> like, Mich Detroit is fucking empty. Michigan is empty. We would put, like, a slip and slide in there if we could. Like, Detroit needs human beings. We need warm bodies. Like, I could just, like, imagine my mom, like, greeting these immigrants, like, if they swim across. They're just like, oh, my God. You chose the Mitten State? Like, you came here for a better life? How brave and horribly misinformed you must be. Uh, one last thing, back to sex, and that I have like 20 seconds. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a great lover. I'm glad I'm doing this on the radio. Yeah, I think it was because like the, my first ever, uh, first ever girlfriend was like super dominant in the bedroom. Super dominant. Like in an entire year, the only sex move I learned was the luge, which was just like. <laughs> All right, guys, that's for my time. Thanks. Woo. Thank you, David. I'm a big fan of the luge, but usually that's my move. It doesn't work when both people are pretty passive in the bedroom. You just kind of lie there waiting for like a strong wind to blow one of you on top of the other. Um, my advice for ladies wanting to avoid that is don't go for pretty dudes. Ugly dudes work. Um, your next comic is Guido Saltarelli. Let's welcome to the stage. I'm actually from Michigan too. What do you what do you say when people ask you where you're from? Like what part of Michigan? Ann Arbor. Okay, that's good. I always struggle with that because I like lived in Metro Detroit, and everybody kind of gives me a look. I'm like, no, not, not like that. <laughs> like take it easy. I'm not tough or anything. You know, <laughs> I'm near Flint too, so that always gets confusing. Good riff to start. Okay, all right. <laughs> We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, I have a Google Calendar. And uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice thing, you know. I like it. I like it. But uh, got into an argument with my girlfriend like three months ago about it. She wanted me to put my schedule on this uh, dry erase thing or whatever. I'm like, that's stupid. When there's Google Calendar, so we started sharing our calendar. We just broke up, and I can see her fucking calendar. It really sucks. Who the fuck is Derek, and why are you having dinner with him? That's what I'm wondering. Like, I can see all of it. Then I, like, I was so obsessed, like, looking through the whole calendar. I went to December of this year, and I saw that uh, she was going, I forgot what it was called. It was something New Year's New Wave with Derek. I'm like, I think I was cheated on, guys. I think I was cheated on. That sucks, right? And we got back together two days ago. It's, getting, it's pretty complicated. I can't really bring it up. Like, she thought I deleted it. I'm like, yeah, it was Derek, and she's like, what? I'm like, nothing. But it's all good. I'm glad we're together. But I get in arguments a lot, and I've realized that I've been wrong about, like, everything. Like, I was talking to my younger brother, and he's like, you've just been wrong about every argument except for Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> that's, like, my only claim to fame. I got that right, because I remember 
when he was like, hey, what do you think of, because I, I ran cross country and track in college, I know his, his bug's fucking with me, huh? <laughs> fucking heckling bug. But uh, he's like, so what do you think of this legless guy, you know, running with no legs? I'm just like, I think it's fucking bullshit. He's cheating. He doesn't have, like, fatigue in his legs. It's total bullshit, you know? Something's wrong with this guy. He's a cheater. And then he, like, killed his girlfriend while she was pooping or something. And I'm like, S- I told you. Told you. Don't trust those legless. <laughs> I'm wrong about most things. Let me add that. <laughs> what else? I don't want to do the shooter one. Um, sorry, I'm thinking. That's what I do sometimes. Um, all right, we're going we're gonna to do it. You guys remember, this is a few, this is many years ago. When they used to like, you're at watching a sporting event and you'd see like that blur of a person with their dick or tits out. You guys know what I'm talking about? Streakers. Like that would happen during sporting events. You get to see it. Like it would be blurred out. Be like, that was cool. That was funny. Now they don't even show them. There's like some terrible human being, worthless piece of life, piece of shit is on the field right now. We're not even gonna acknowledge them. But if you shoot somebody, you get a fucking biography on your whole life. I think that's a little bit misbalanced, you know? Like, I want to encourage people to run naked, not shoot people, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm preaching. I, I want to make that a joke so bad, but the problem is you got to be funny. All right. Thank you. <laughs> um, anybody got a sister? Yeah. Pandering, pandering. I've got a sister. <laughs> and uh, I got a Facebook message from uh, her ex-boyfriend a while ago, and my brother got the same one. He was like, don't, don't read that, man. Don't. So I read it, of course, and said, just to let you know, your sister is a whore and knowingly gave me an STD. I was like, Jesus. So I replied, that's why I stopped fucking her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got him, right? I got him. <laughs> but really, like, what kind of guy is going to have sex with a girl and then think, catch a burner and be like, I got to tell her brother. I don't, I don't need to know that. I really don't need to know that. It's not my information to know. Her boyfriend might want to know that. That's my time. Thank you. comic has handwriting like a fucking serial killer, so I think it's Eric Kramer, but I can't be sure what that last name is. Krasner? Eric Krasner. And fuck you, too. This set's brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Yeah, let's do it. The world's falling apart, right? What the fuck? Like, the... They're bringing back really old forms of racism, you know? <laughs> like, they're bringing back all the white-on-white racism. <laughs> Britain left Europe because they're afraid of the Polish. I thought we were done with the Polish. I thought that was some 50s shit. <laughs> they're like, oh, the bloody Polacks, they've got screen doors and their submarines. <laughs> <laughs> How many bloody Polacks does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> Too bloody many if you ask me. Get him out of here. <laughs> They're bringing back anti-Semitism. 
What the fuck? I thought, I thought we were safe. We all thought we were safe. That's why we ignored the other minorities. Because we thought we were safe. But no, like, Trump's putting, like, a Jewish star on a picture of Hillary. Like, ah, she's a lizard person. And then when people are like, what the fuck? He's like, no, you don't understand. It's a, it's a sheriff's badge. <laughs> uh, yeah, my grandpa's arm tattoo was just party numbers. Like, uh, Hillary is our only hope. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Hillary fucking Clinton is th supposed to save us. Like, she, she could not be doing less. <laughs> like, the first woman president's gonna have a fucking pro-lifer as her vice president. Like, she appoints Debbie Wasserman Schultz to be her campaign manager the day she resigns in disgrace. Like, I really feel like next week she's gonna announce that her pick for Supreme Court Chief Justice is George Zimmerman. <laughs> no, you're right. It's too much set up and for just <laughs> hack edginess. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm better than that, you're right. You made that noise because you're better than that, and in doing so, you made me realize that I'm better than that. Thank you, the light in me welcomes the light in you. <laughs> Namaste, everyone. Truly, we have grown together, okay. That joke's out of there. I'm probably gonna tell it like at 10 more open mics to try to <laughs> salvage it, but I'm making a show of pretending I'm not gonna tell it anymore, and that's what's important. Not what you do, but what you say, right? Trump 2016. Mmm. Mmm. Edgy. Hello. I did. Yeah. Josh Holub. Josh Holub. Hello. Josh Holub 2016. The only reason I care about politics is because the year is divisible by four. Right? Is anyone else a fat American? <laughs> Every four years, I'm like, oh shit. We have a government. <laughs> Better fix that thing. <laughs> like the government to me is like the Dodge Charger I have on blocks in my front yard. Just like every four years, I'm like, maybe it just needs a new cooler. And then the rest of the year, I'm just like, oh, I'm at the Burger King. So I might as well get the nuggets because it's 10 nuggets for 149. So. <laughs> I'm basically wasting money by not buying nuggets. All right. World's falling apart. Uh, fuck the host. I'm Eric Rasmussen. Good night. <laughs>
but then so like I got this dress sorry this is very new um <laughs> hasn't wrote it right now new um but like a good American family I grew up driving with a like a like a big Ohio American flag sticking out of the back window of our Toyota Camry which is an import car for, okay that's not a good <laughs> joke <laughs> uh so I grew up driving this I'm gonna um, I grew up driving this Toyota Camry uh, that has since made its way through four out of the seven siblings in my family. Um, and it has at least, we each added at least three accidents worth of dents to this. Uh, mine being the most impactful because I backed it into a mailbox and knocked the C off the back, thus forever naming it the Amory. Uh, we've had the Amory since about 2007 and it's got this like, big green stain on the inside that nobody knows where it came from, but it looked like somebody set flubber there and left it to dry. These are all doing great, guys. Uh, da, 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 da. What else do I have on the Amory? Oh, at least I didn't give it a vanity plate, though. Did anybody here give their car, like, a vanity plate? Nobody? Um, <laughs> what? They're like, they're like 10 bucks in Ohio. Well, my sister, really leaning into our last name, decided after she uh, moved out to give her own car the vanity plate, Heine. Really, yeah, I know. Uh, somebody keyed that car. <laughs> she never found out that I did it. <laughs> All right, I've got something here. Uh, but it, no, anyway, it looks like one of those cars that like the auto body shop leaves outside of the auto body shop as a way of saying, look what fucked up shit we can fix. Uh, all right, that's about all I got on the Amory. Um, so my, uh, my, okay, I had a grandfather. Uh, I mean, I, I had two, uh, as we all do. Uh, and, but I had one who lost both of his legs. Uh, he was in the war. Uh, and then he didn't take care of himself. He got diabetes and lost his legs. Uh, <laughs> And my dad, of all of the kindness in his heart, used to call, his name was Big Al before that, and then he started calling him Half Al, and telling everybody <laughs> that he's not half the man he used to be. Oh. I know, we're really kind. Although, my, every time, my dad can't hear in one ear, so if I'm ever talking to him, I'd be like, I'm all ear. It's his idea of dad jokes. Um, but at my, uh, this, I'm, this is just more of a story. Um, I was at my grandfather's funeral after he passed away, uh, in which... My dad had all of our, took it as his opportunity to have this like w the world's weirdest family reunion ever uh, and decided that the best thing that he could do in the line for the visitation was to go up to my lesbian cousin who he hasn't seen in years and slap her ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to which she turned around and said, I will not be manhandled. And he <laughs> yelled for everyone, well, clearly. Uh, yeah, it was great. And then his estranged brother went up to my sister and said, I'm Bruce Heineken. You must be Jeff's new wife. <laughs> so, okay. Um, all right. I'll finish this on actual material. Um, I was on Facebook, and I saw that I got, you guys get, like, targeted ads towards you. You know, you can always, like, judge people, especially, like, people you're just trying to date by the type of ads that get targeted at them on Facebook. Like, you know, is it going to be, like, Xbox games or, like, My Little Pony fan fiction type deal? But I saw on Facebook I got an ad targeted to me that said, uh, what did it say? It had a, a picture of a drink, and it said, get matched today. I was like, yeah. Sad knows what's up. Uh, but then it said under it, don't bottle it up. Talk to an e-counselor today. 
So it's like somewhere in some database, I'm like tagged as like being emotionally unstable and potentially too lazy to go see a real therapist. <laughs> Which I can't say is inaccurate considering that right before I got on stage, I used my own hair as dental floss. Have a good night, guys. Yeah! <laughs> I get are freezing my eggs, uh, social anxiety curing apps, and festival crowns. I don't really know what. I'm going to freeze them before I go fry my brain on acid. Um, your next comic is Funny Dude, and his name is Ashton Tate. What's up, guys, girls, older men? How's you doing? Um was uh i there's a there's a belief out there by some men that uh if a girl's really good at riding a mechanical bull, she's somehow slutty. <laughs> I feel like a good test for how creepy a guy is is how long he watches a girl ride a mechanical bull that's it's probably a good test. I don't really get that logic like to me it means the girl probably grew up on a farm riding horses, so maybe she has strong family values. She understands. Maybe she has an unironic American flag. That's pretty cool in my book. Uh, if you guys do want to meet a girl or a guy or a older, older lady for you, um, <laughs> this is not the place to be. This is like the opposite place you want to be. But um, if you go, some people think, hey, I'll go to a bar late at night. Uh, actually, I found that going to a grocery store late at night works a, mo a lot better, especially on the ice cream aisle, because if a girl's there, she is most likely single uh, in between the hours of 10 and 11. And uh, yeah, so some girls like to play hard to get. They like a guy who plays hard to get. How do you do that if you don't have a girlfriend? Make a girl doing a selfie, your phone's wallpaper. That's, many people think that guy's taken. Um, <laughs> And so, so you just wait around the ice cream aisle. It might get cold. That's why, that's why you come prepared. You wear two layers of uh, jackets. And if she's not dressed to be there for a while, which she most likely won't be, then you uh, give her your extra jacket. It's pretty cool. And if she's like, we should grab dinner sometime, you can be like, let's do it right next aisle over. Let's go grab it. And then uh, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work that as much as you'd, you'd think. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I, uh, I, really, I really look back on my life and I think I should have been a fortune teller. <laughs> back then, you know, I thought I'd be one now and I was wrong. Should have been one back then. Would have been a lot better. I'm tired of these uh, yoga instructors manspreading. It's a pretty bad <laughs> epidemic, you know. It's like get your own mat or uh, stop using the wireless headset. Um... My friend, he, uh, he has a hard time watching not safe for work videos because they remind him that he needs to get a job. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. Um, growing up, my dad used to take me into the garage. He used to tell me that, uh, he used to show me how to fix a car. And as a kid, I used to like, I don't know, looking back, I feel like I should have recognized what he was doing. Like he was teaching me how to avoid your wife. I feel like, <laughs> like I, I'm just now getting that lesson. It's too bad. I mean, my dad was pretty strict with me. Like, he, uh, I had an easy-bake oven, but it was blue. He would say that, like, ah, oh, it's, it's manly if it's blue. And, like, the only boy band he would let me listen to was the one where all the members are straight. You know which one? that It's Blue Man Group. So I think that was true And what he said. It's, I feel like it was pretty true. Um, all right, I'm almost done. 
But uh, I was watching um, TV with my girlfriend, and she felt like we should get a, a German Shepherd. She thinks that brings a lot of couples closer. But I've seen that dog split up a lot of couples on the show Cops. So I'm not sure what we should do. Um, let's see. Am I almost done? I think I'm... Um, can't think if there was anything. That's, uh, that's it for me. Thank you guys so much. My name's Ashton. Have a good weekend. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I think comedy is a great place to meet men. Um, at this point, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of personal experience behind that laugh. Um, but what I do at this point is I just uh, invite all my Tinder dates to meet me at my open mics. It's great. You always ensure there's an audience, although I can't claim to have good closing numbers after I get on stage and joke about how gross my vag is. All right. Your next comic is fucking Chris Connitzer. Let's welcome him to the stage. I see a line of cars and into black. Perfect. No, because I'm looking around here. Who's in the studio with you, Ethan? Who's in there? Is you? Just you? Jonah? All right. That's great. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Let's paint it black. Um, <clears throat> I'm serious. I, um, I was in Starbucks um, earlier today. And uh, look, we're all confused. It's a bunch of fucking white people, or mostly white people, or almost white people in the, in the diverse mission district here. Um, <clears throat> we're all confused. We don't really know what to fucking do. I don't either. Uh, I don't have any advice or anything. This is just what actually happened. Um, in Starbucks today, I was in the Starbucks on Van Ness, California. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but a lot of women go to that Starbucks. And it was pretty much all women, about half black, half white, a couple of Asians. And I'm waiting in line to get my coffee. And everybody, all the women, I don't know if it was an organized thing or, or organic, and I walked in on it, I don't know, but they're all giving their name to the Staristas as Black Lives Matter. You know, so then when the Staristas, you know, give them their coffee, they have to shout out Black Lives Matter. You know, it's awesome. And the Starbucks is in a bank. And so like the bank tellers were getting into it. And so the Starista be like, uh, you know, grande caramel macchiato, Black Lives Matter. And then, they, you know, hear two or three people go, Black Lives Matter. It was great. And so I'm trying to figure out I want to be a part, you know, of the movement. I don't know what to do. So I'm thinking and all I do is I just get a small coffee. So they never ask me my name. They just ask if I need room for cream or not. And I want to say, like, you know, no way. I, I take my coffee the way that I take my lives that matter black. And um, that's stupid. I'm not going <laughs> to. Right. That's stupid. I'm not going to say that. <clears throat> so I'm racking my brain. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And it's, it's in the background. It just keeps going. Tall Americano. Black lives matter. And then, uh, you know, venti soy latte, black lives matter. And then venti soy latte, black lives matter. There were so many venti soy lattes that at one point there's a fricus before I even order my coffee because a black woman and a white woman have grabbed the same coffee because everybody's name in the joint is black lives matter. There's mass confusion and chaos and like a fight breaks out and there's some slaps and some hair snatching 
and then somebody drops the N-bomb, and the whole place, yeah, the whole place gets, like, eerily quiet, and we don't, we, you know, we didn't see, or at least I couldn't see who said it, so we weren't sure whether we should be outraged or flattered. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. There's a fight, and people are like, whoa, whoa, calm the situation down. And so I, I look over to the lady next to me, a black lady, and I go, can't we all just get along? And she looks at me, and she goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I just want to say, it's not a joke. This is just what's going on in our society. I don't know what we're supposed to do. Uh, it's very confusing, you know, if at the very least, maybe tweet about it. I guess that's what we're supposed to do now. Uh, you know, black people have been dealing with this shit their whole lives and for generations. Uh, and a lot of white people uh, know about it now because it's trending, you know, so uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, rats, I, I really would have loved to fire a joke off. Um, anyways. Uh, all right. I just, I don't know. I can't, I'm in such a weird mood because of all the bullshit that's in the news. Uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing is very confusing for all of us. The, all the gun violence is insane. Uh, you can't go two days without it. You saw the one yesterday in Clovis, right? Clovis, California. They, uh, was well, like teenagers walked into the SBCA, the pound, and just opened fire and wounded like four people and killed dozens of puppies. I know. And, uh, I just, I don't want to be political about it, but I really feel like that if those puppies had had guns. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm Chris Kanatsu. Thanks so much. To lose, I, heard say. Oh, I love the idea of telling the barista Black Lives Matter. I just love any kind of activism that you can do that requires no work. You know, I really wanted to go to those protests last weekend, but like I had already signed up for yoga and it's a $10 cancellation fee. But don't worry, you guys, I sent out a lot of positive vibes to the universe and I really think it's going to change things. Uh, <laughs> your next comic is Boris Shikurko. Thank you. Um, I... I love the Bay. Uh, I've been a Barry native for about two months now, and it's it's a great place. Um, I mean, it is a great place. I wasn't lying. I ah Trump. Um, I feel like I feel like the issue with Trump is that like his supporters they won't just go home after he loses. Like, there's no Trump supporter that's like. Screw the Muslims and the Mexicans. Oh, he lost? Oh, I was just playing, you know. The wall. I was just, uh, just a little wall. I didn't. Um, I feel like a weird criticism of him is that, is that he doesn't have a plan to do the stuff that he says because we don't want him to do that, though. Why would he, we want him? Why, why am I saying we? Um... It, but it's weird. It's it's why, like the issue with ISIS isn't that we want. Why am I saying we? Um, all right, let's move on. Um, I I recently was trying to figure out why everyone that plays music off their phones on Bart, like out loud, why the song is always gas pedal by Sage the Gemini. I don't know if I'm fully comfortable with the racial implications of that. White people also listen to that song, 
but in my head, it's not a white person. So, um, I I am 21 years old, which is enough to, woo, yeah, no, I don't know, it's 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 old enough that you don't. Why the fuck did I even say that? Um, I <sighs> let's think about some new shit. Um, I, I I said something to one of my Jewish friends recently about the Holocaust, and he responded with, you know, it was kind of a shitty thing. He said, um, what would the six million say if they heard you say that? And I thought to myself that that's, that's a terrible standard to judge things by. Do you know how hard it is to please six million Jews? <laughs> to please one, that's already. If you can please one, that's a marriage. You got it going. <laughs> You're solid. Um, I think, I saw, I saw a dude, I saw a dude give money. You know how when you're on Barton, there's sometimes those, uh, those adults, sometimes teens, that break dance in the middle of the train car? And I saw a dude give, give him money, not as like a, hey man, that was like sick, but as like a, go get that shoulder checked out. That looks, you shouldn't, I feel like that'd be cool to do that with your shoulder, It'd be like a nice party trick, but I don't know if that qual, I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I, oh my god, Insti my instinct after hearing that was like to turn back and be like, fuck off, like I didn't do anything wrong. Um, I'm not exactly a coffee snob, but I, I went to a cafe and I wanted an iced coffee and I asked the lady if they had iced coffee and she said no, but we can make some as she poured a scalding hot cup of, scalding? It's not scalding, scalding, ah, the English language, a tricky thing. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Boris. Okay, real quick story. When I was in college, I did telemarketing, um, and a name would pop up on the screen. You didn't actually make the calls. It was just a computer that continually called until you went insane. Um, but that's how I learned that Pollock was not a last name, and how I learned to correctly pronounce your next comic, Jonah Pollock. person in a million because usually people pronounce it wrong. Uh, very fond of uh, Ethan playing that Rolling Stone record. That's one of the first records I grew up with. People complain that like, by the way, that like Mick Jagger appropriates like black culture, but if you've ever seen him perform live, it's more like he like appropriates like the wacky inflatable tube guy culture. Like he's like just flailing around. Like if he can never, if he can't sell any more records, he can at least sell some Corollas. Uh, he's got that going on. Uh, you guys, I found out the other week from my primary care physician, uh, well, I didn't, f so I, Medi-Cal might not cover my therapy for this upcoming year. I was getting free therapy from the state of California, because they think they can turn me into a normal citizen. Uh, and uh, I told this to my primary care physician that I might lose coverage, and she was like, California has never covered therapy through Medi-Cal. Uh, so apparently I've been getting ghost therapy, you guys. Uh, been showing up to a ghost clinic with a ghost 25-year-old grad student to talk about my real problems. Uh, if you end up in purgatory because you couldn't get into heaven or hell, you end up having to listen to the problems of people who aren't together enough to afford, like, good insurance. That's, that's your punishment. 
Um, I'm doing well in therapy. Now I only have to be friends with one of my parents. Uh, winning at therapy. Uh, I'm realizing that I, I'm like I'm in fairly good shape because like some people they need to like shoot heroin in the street and then some people have like high-powered jobs and they drink tons of coffee and they don't know themselves and I'm like addicted to edibles which means I'm often kind of out of it but I'm also like capable of staying on a budget like a dollar and a half a day that's so affordable you know <laughs> you can't beat that price uh, which is a big reason why I my drug of choice is edibles uh, I'm getting better boundaries in therapy. Uh, if my girlfriend and I ever have a murder-suicide, we'll each use whatever method we're comfortable with. Uh, not murder-suicide, I totally ruined that joke. Fucking suicide pact. God damn it. <laughs> like, I'm a coffee person, she's a tea person, whatever, you know, to each their own. Um, it's true, uh, we're very in love, but I had the flu twice last month, and that was enough for her to accuse me of having full-blown AIDS. So, maybe trust issues. Uh, I've been getting a little too high on edibles recently. I recovered some memories, as you do. I recovered a memory of walking in on my Orthodox Jewish dad looking at internet porn when I was 12. Which, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an optimist. I think if that happens, it's an opportunity to bear witness to your parents' sad, unfulfilled humanity. But he was just looking at a still photo of a topless woman on the beach. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like oh, you're sad and basic, you know? <laughs> Really, really weak payoff. Like in his fantasy, he could literally just be like the coffee runner on the set of a light beer commercial. <laughs> just caffin catching some side nipple. Uh, this is true, the first piece of erotica I was ever exposed to was uh, my friend Ilya wrote a novel in third grade about gang violence in high schools called Let's Kick Some Butt on Death Day. And uh, <laughs> in, this, in this Skinamax novel, uh, the, like ten, every 10, 15 pages, the main characters would get in bed and would poop and pee on each other. And at the, t at the time, I was like, I don't think he knows what sex is. But now I'm like, I just turned 30, and I'm like in therapy, and I'm like, wow, those characters had such intimacy, right? <laughs> who, here has, who here is good at emotional intimacy? Who here, liar. Who here, need, who here needs to have at least three drinks or one tab of acid to say something true to their loved ones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, honest acknowledgement, not like applause or anything. Cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, what else is going on with me? What should I leave you guys on? Uh, as I said, I'm doing well in therapy. I'm not, like, super hateful anymore. I'm pretty happy. Uh, I was definitely super, used to be super hateful. In high school, like, I did the normal shit. I, like, hated my parents and God in school, but I was also a free jazz fan. I hated rhythm. <laughs> it was, like, literally true. You ever looked at a piece of sheet music and thought to yourself, those notes are behind bars, man, right? <laughs> Rhythm is bougie, you guys, right? Like, when do we want freedom? When do we want it? Right? All right, you guys give it up for an Woo! Thank you. Your next what comic uh, is a fucking delight, old. and she has wonderful eyeliner. Alyssa Westerlin. I was really hoping that she had said tits, right? Like, because you guys, I just need to talk about this right now. You know, like you could tell, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go outside, shut the fuck up. I'm talking about my tits. This is important. Okay, so you can tell. It's very obvious to you that I am not wearing a bra. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be grateful. I just found out these are 30 Ds. <laughs> That's an upgrade. 
uh, I was wearing the wrong size bra, you guys. I just don't wear them. I don't wear them. And people, you know, like, this is a white t-shirt, you know, but they're like pink nipples. So here's the deal. Like, don't apologize for your fucking tits, ladies. Like, your set would have been way better if you just take that bra off. <laughs> Sorry, I, I wasn't actually soliciting feedback. Um, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try something new. I just want to be really honest with you guys. And, uh... I lied earlier when I said I wasn't wearing a bra. I'm, a, I'm actually wearing a bra. Uh, but no, I want to be honest with you guys, and I, I fucked a woman last night. And I woke up smelling like a man. So I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing, dude. Like, I made her come. Like, this is not that difficult, you guys. Like, this is not that hard. Why haven't you broken the, through? It's a it's, it's pretty easy wall, actually. The barrier is slippery. You just slide right in there. Like, what are you guys doing? All I had to do is fuck one woman and I wake up a man? Jesus Christ. Anyway, I realize why I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And um, that's because I like a man who is smart enough to fear me. You, you just got to be there, you know? And this one guy I go out with, he goes, uh, you know, you can just tell he's sprung his shit. And he's like, God, you're the one, you know? It's like, yeah, I know I'm the one. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I, uh, I don't need you. I don't need you. I hate men's. I, I, love, I love my own tits. Like, I love my own tits more than I've loved any man I've gone out with in the last, I don't know, 10 years. I love these babies so much. Like, I am dying alone. And I have too much sex. <laughs> I have way too much sex. Um, it's really hard to convince them when you're going to be monogamous when you're fucking someone else, right, you know, when they ask you, um, when they're watching. And uh, I like cuckolds. I'm down with that. But, like, don't ever think I'm going to be your woman, you guys. I'm not anybody's woman. And uh, I'm, I don't even know if I am a woman. I'm pretty sure I'm a man. Jesus. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a man today. I am a man. You all pussies. I don't even care if you laugh at me. I don't know you. I know you. I know you. I don't know you. I know you, kind of. You're, you're not emotionally available. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me. Okay, so what was the last thing I was going to say? So this problem is, uh, what is the problem? The problem is I'm bigger, stronger, faster, and better looking than all of you. So how the hell am I going to find love, right? I'm looking for this artist, but in the meantime, I'm going to keep fucking these homeless guys, so you know I'm not needy. Uh, anyway, I am the one! I am the one! I am the one! I'm the boss! And I ain't wearing a bra! It ain't about feminism, but I am a feminist cut. It's about freedom! Duties. We're going to bring on someone uh, much more deaf. Please welcome to the stage, Cole Chapman.
guys. Yeah, second half, my turn. How are you? Good? No? Great. Starting off fire. He was like, keep the energy up. I'm trying. Not working, but I'm trying. Good night, folks. Okay, no. Guys, this is my second time hosting something. This is like big time. Yeah, first thing, of course, HPV. Still hosting, still hosting. Good time, I gotta be honest. Went to college, super fun. Um, I'm on Tinder now, because I'm a white straight male. I gotta talk about this. I talk about Tinder, contractually obligated. Uh, sometimes girls ask weird questions on Tinder. One was like, I'll guarantee you a date if you can guess my favorite movie. Uh, so I wrote, the one where I'm giving you HPV. She hasn't written back. I know. I know. I know. This is a, this is a disaster. What is this? <laughs> How does this even happen? Okay. Hey guys, okay, let me try and tell a joke while I'm doing this. Um, I didn't have to tell a joke, but I did have to break something else. Okay. Anybody here on uh, Ancestry.com? Do Ancestry.com? One, cool. Anybody else? No? You're from Ohio and white. How'd that go? Fine. <laughs> I'm measured. Potato famine family. You 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 got out of there alive. Uh, I uh, I don't have to use Ancestry.com. I don't want to. It scares me because uh, I haven't met my grandparents. Uh, they died. Yeah, my parents are old. They died. Um, spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, but I do know that my grandpas are from Missouri and Boston, respectively. So I kind of. I don't need to use Ancestry.com. I'm like, I figured out that it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bad scene. I'm gonna find out something I don't want to know. <laughs> like that, like Ancestry.com to me is like if I were to go into my parents' closet and find an unmarked VHS. Like I could watch it, you know, it could just be old episodes of Price is Right, or it could just be my parents plowing away at each other. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to, uh, I don't need to watch this. Great energy, keeping it high. A lot of people <laughs> looking at me weird. One guy leaving, two people leaving. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. One guy painting something. Who knows what he's painting? I don't. Okay. Fair enough. You got another. You got a comment. You got a comment. You want to? There are two people. He's probably half a man. Oh shit! He's not even here to defend himself. God damn. He's not gonna listen to this later. But that's true. This is true. This is true. Ready for the radio here. Um. Went home this last weekend. I love going home now. Uh, I used to hate it, uh, but now I love going home because my like I'm at that age. Like I'm in my mid 20s and my parents are old. So like no like all the rules are out the window. You know as far as like declassifying, you know the secrets of my upbringing. It's kind of like you wait long enough and the White House starts declassifying documents from like way long ago of like shit they probably shouldn't have done and they didn't tell you about. But they're like 40 years on, here you go. And we're like oh that's fucked up. They're like yeah but we told you. They're like oh it's still kind of weird. Why'd you do that? They're like well. Can we prosecute anybody? No, they're all dead. Oh, cool, cool. cool. It's kind of like that. Uh, like my dad over dinner casually decided to tell me that he, uh, when I was a baby, used to combine his two favorite things. Number one, take me piggyback hiking. Like he would put me on his shoulders and we go hiking, right? You still seem confused by this. <laughs> you're like, I don't, I don't. Cool, you're following, great. You're the only one, okay. Number two uh, was smoking weed with his friend Steve. Decided to combine those two. I was like, I don't think you can combine those two. Those are not two hobbies apt for combining. This isn't Frisbee golf. This is not a taco from Taco Bell. You can't just smash these two concepts together and hope it works out. You know when you walk, this guy, oh yeah, it's a thinker. Mm -hmm. He's gotta tap his chin, pensively. Pensively, pensively. 
You know. I understand. <laughs> but thank you for letting me know, though. Mr. Strongbow, Pokemon Go. Cool. Great. I was like, why, uh, like, why did you do this? Like, that's, you know, like, you know when you walk forward and you blow smoke, it goes back into the baby's face, right? Like, that's, like, you were hotboxing my piggyback rides, like, all through, ch like, you're the reason I probably don't remember ages one through seven. Like, it's kind of fucked up, man. Uh, and he was like, oh, you turned it okay. <laughs> I was like, well, you, you turned that okay? You can't say that about your kid. Like, that, like, you turned that okay is what you say to an exam you didn't study for and you got a C on it. You're like, yeah, I turned that okay. Like, it's fine. Like, not your child that you're, you're raising, you know? But he got, he got, like, got nervous. I was, like, pressing him too hard on this, so he flipped it on me. Uh, like, I was too much of the Jamie Lynn Curtis to his Lindsay Lohan in this Freaky Friday situation. So he was like, oh, yeah, well, like, you live in Oakland. You're, you're in your mid-20s. You probably smoke weed, right? And I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, well, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, and I was like, I don't have kids. That's what I have to say for myself. I can do what I want. I don't need, I'm not blowing weed smoke into my kid's face every day, <laughs> like as we're going on a nature walk. Like, I don't need to worry about this. And besides, I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> it's the first time I could say that without irony. It was great. It's a good time. Let's see. Hey, man, how much time have I done so far? Four minutes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's going to be a long hour, y'all. You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Or maybe I'll do one more joke. Cool. No one's excited for this. Yeah! <laughs> You're covering your face in embarrassment. <laughs> You're like, when will it end? There's a lot of TV going on these days. Uh, I love watching TV. There's one problem, though. Uh, there are too many theories about TV. Like, way too many theories. Like Game so of Thrones excited. in particular, you wear these theories I'm and they're so all wrong. Scared. It's the worst. Like I had a friend come up to me the other day. He was like, "Hey man, you finished Game of Thrones?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, like, what do you think is gonna happen to Sansa at the end of season seven? You think she's gonna make it?" And I was like, "Honestly, dude, I don't think our friendship's gonna make it to the end of this conversation. Like I, like my interest died in episode one of this conversation. Now, he was my favorite character, to be honest. All right." That's it for me, guys. Let's get a round of applause for everybody you can see tonight. It's going to be a fun time. We're all having fun. Mutiny Radio. Uh, hi, Pam. From 3,000 miles away. Great. Okay, guys, your next comic. Really funny guy. He's got an accent. He's a, he's a real fun dude. Guys, give it up for Joel Spears. All right, how's it going? Yeah. How's it going, everybody? You having fun? You having fun watching the comedians, doing the jokes, doing the bits, not paying attention to the stand-up comedy contribution to the arts that I'm making up here? <laughs> you're not having any fun at all? Look at, you're not even using a phone. You're just looking at your hands. It's absurd, sir. At least, at the very least, give me the respect of playing Pokemon Go or some shit. I, at the, that's all, at the least I deserve, all right? The least I deserve. <sighs> My name is Joel Spears. Uh, some people say I look like if a Lord of the Rings Hobbit wrote for Vice magazine. Little smattering of laughter here, thanks guys. A little chuckle from Cole. The, oblig the obligatory host chuckle. It is true. Um, it's not something that I say. Some people say that. It's not something I say. Um, it's something people say behind my back. When I'm not around, uh, I found out it was, it was really awkward when I found out. Um, I, I thought, damn, that's really accurate. I wish I came up with that. You guys, you guys are chuckling at, at it 
like as if it's supposed to build my self-esteem for the set to come, but really you're, ju you're just sort of sort of encouraging my own low self-esteem, which I suppose in a way is uh, encouraging my own stand-up comedy career, so thanks for that. Cheers, guys. Uh, I'm a fucking hobbit. Fantastic. Brilliant. So uh, here's some shit that definitely really happened to me, and I didn't just make it up for the contrivance of a stand-up comedy bit. Um, I love, I'm, I'm not from here, I'm not from America, and uh, one of the great things I love about America is something that you can't get where I'm from in Scotland is a bologna. I love bologna, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I love bologna sandwiches. I, when I go to a deli, especially in San Francisco, it's full of prosciutto ham on a ciabatta bread, and I say, no, give me bologna, a bologna sandwich on Wonder Bread. I want a bologna sandwich, I want it. I don't care how bad it is for me or how much it's going to cost, I want that bologna sandwich. And I went into a sandwich shop on the way here, and the guy said, look, I, I said, I want a bologna sandwich. I want it. And the guy said, we, we don't have it. We don't have the ingredients for it, you know? We don't, we don't have the ingredients to make that bologna sandwich. And I said, but, 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 but I want it. I want that bologna sandwich. I posted on social media a lot about how, much, how I was going to get a bologna sandwich. I really, I really need this bologna sandwich. And he said, look, mate. We don't have the, we, we want to make you a bologna sandwich. We don't have the ingredients for it. We don't have the ingredients. And I said, but, but, but I want it. But I want it. I posted dank memes about it. I want that bologna sandwich. He said, listen, mate, we don't have the ingredients for your bologna sandwich. Maybe someday we'll get a truckload of bologna from over the horizon. Bologna for, you know, for people of any income class, Bologna for people from any like gender or sexual identity, some kind of bologna. We don't have it, so you can't get your Bernie sandwich. I mean, bologna sandwich, sorry. You're sorry, I messed that up there. You didn't like that? Really? What? <laughs> Fuck your asshole. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, there's a, there's a very rich tapestry where I go into, it's a, it's a metaphor about being about Hillary Clinton, and it's not really. Um, but so, guys, this is a wig. Don't know if you know this. This is actually a wig. Um, it's not my real hair. I wear a toupee or a wig. And um, I went into my wig maker, and he said he told me he wanted to make me a new wig. And he said the best. You know what people are doing with their wigs these days? You know what they're doing? They're just. They're not wearing a wig. They're just exposing the ugly truth. They're just. You know, they're letting e their ugly, evil self be seen by the public. And you know what? The public loves them for it. And you think because I set up that really nuanced Bernie Sanders metaphor earlier that you all thought was really funny. Uh, you think I'd be talking about Donald Trump, but I think he gets enough airtime, frankly. Um, so you guys were absolute shit. I was great. Thanks. I've been Joel Spears. <laughs> Today's happy hour, Mike. Uh, guys, your next comic is super funny. Real good guy. Uh, everybody, get loud, get crazy for Richard Cervantes. Oh, wow. Some racist harmonica for me? Wow. This, is, yeah. this is not music that my people traditionally enjoy. Uh, Hello, Mutiny Radio. This is good. Everyone's technology is working. That's good. Just test those phones out. Make sure the battery is still, you know, not dead. 
Um, dude, I, I don't play very many video games, and the reason I don't is because I feel like my life is a video game, you know? Just like, you know, phone bill. Like, you know, car bill. Rent. 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 Rent is the biggest obstacle, guys. I'm jumping on stage for you. I'm fucking jumping in the air. What other stand-up comic is going to go into the air for you guys? Um, sometimes I, if I do play a real video game, though, it has to be one that's nice to me. You know, not, because, you know, the ones that say encouraging things, you know, like, good, 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 great job. You know, the 3X combo, breaker. Your father loves you. I'm like, oh, I've never gotten this far before. <laughs> a new high score. I don't like, you know, th and then there's the video games which are, they're just dicks to you, you know, like, failure. <laughs> like, shut up, I'm trying. It was like, this is my first time doing the failure. How am I going to get better if you're not encouraging me? <laughs> um, I told my, so I'm Indian, and I told my friend I was Indian, and he goes, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's like, it's not, I'm not like trying to sell you something. <laughs> I'm Indian, dude. <laughs> but then I realized, I was like, wait, I don't, my name is Richard. I don't speak any Indian languages. And I was just like, am I Indian? What am I? But it, it's weird, though, because like, I don't look like the rest of my family, and my eyes are hazel, and I'm the only one with hazel eyes. It's weird. So I asked my dad, I'm like, dad, how come I'm the only one with hazel eyes? And he goes, your eyes are brown. And I was like, when did my dad turn into like this like nice godfather? You know, it's like a, listen, if anybody says anything at all about the hazel eyes, you let them know. They're brown. <laughs> Feel like that joke worked. <laughs> I feel like I should keep doing that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, just thumbs up on the good ones. No sound, because, you know, I'm uh, just a visual comedian. <laughs> this audience looks like they're having a good time, despite the total silence. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you can't laugh with liquid in your mouth. Makes sense, yeah. Um, I'm afraid of the future, you know, teleportation. It's scary. Right now, my main excuse when I'm going to go see a friend is, hey, man, stuck in traffic, sorry. <laughs> With teleportation, what am I going to do? <laughs> so, uh, the, the, it, the, the, the machine's still warming up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm st it's stuck. It's, I'm rebooting the teleportation machine. <laughs> um, I think uh, the guy who wrote... Uh, the pen is mightier than the sword. That guy was using a pen. <laughs> <I just laughs> Thank you, sir. It's, it's just a little biased. I'd like to see uh, both sides of the story, you know? It's, it's, uh, I'd like to have someone say, like, hello, I'm a writer and a swordsman. And I would say that both pens and swords have their pros and cons. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That was very sneaky, like. I can do it too. I give myself the horn. <laughs> Sometimes I just do it at home. I'm just like, one minute left. 
Uh, I was at the store and I saw a, a book of baby names on the shelf and I was like, this is great because now I won't accidentally name my child after an adult. <laughs> It'd be a disaster. What if I name my child like, you know, Bertrand <laughs> or Beatrice? Who looks at like a small seven pound baby wrapped in a blanket and goes, that's my Beatrice? I don't know. Or like, what if I had actually named him something adult like, I don't know, f Uncle. <laughs> Finish your peas, Uncle. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm Richard Sarvate. <laughs> that she's uh, gingerly putting into her seat and hair that is over her face. Guys, give it up, get crazy, for the lovely Mary Goss. I do hear And there's music, Ethan. No one wants to hear this. Yeah? Ready to go. Okay, one more? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, okay, so that was fun. Um, thank you, Ethan, and thank you, Cole, for narrating what I was getting up to before. Uh, I recently found out something that may be exciting. Um, so this should come as a relief to anyone who's seen me do comedy before, but I am seeing a psychiatrist regularly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very, very good, uh, I guess. But I found out uh, in that I, uh, my want to be alive is way outweighed by my vanity. Um, figured that one out recently because I have ADHD and a lot of depression, which is cute. One of those is a lot easier to treat than the other. Um, so the ADHD stuff has absolutely been working, which gives me, you know, the clarity and the focus to really, uh, you know, just sit and think about how much I want to kill myself. Um, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I tried Zoloft recently, and the only thing I noticed with that was that my hair was falling out. Uh, <laughs> so I'm off of Zoloft now because this is me bald, by the way. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing a fair bit better than most people. Um, but yeah, so my, uh, my vanity way outweighs my self-preservation tactics. I would much rather be suicidal than going bald. Um, uh, not that I don't think I have a choice in that matter. Uh, I think I'm suicidal regardless. Uh, and I have also been thinking about, so I was raised on the East Coast, um, which sucks. And one of the thing, one of the, everyone's always just like, ooh, what are the differences? Like, what's that like for you? And um, it's not interesting, and I hate having that conversation, but the main difference is that I've noticed that politeness kind of factors in differently here than it does there, because here is more of a camaraderie politeness in that a lot of my friends who were raised here really like to announce when they're farting. Um, that's, that's their form of politeness, and my form of politeness was that uh, if you have a bodily function that's happening so much you can't ignore it or pretend that it's not happening, um, you should kill yourself because that's deeply embarrassing. Um, but that's, that form of politeness actually did in fact save my life because like, you know when you're like halfway through a suicide attempt and um, you realize you forgot to leave a note? 
That would be really rude, right? So I'm standing here because of East Coast politeness. Thank you. Um, and yeah, while I was being raised, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We're fine. It's not for me yet. Not yet. Later. Later. Um, yeah, so while I was being raised on the East Coast, I was also thinking, uh, I, I had a very different idea of like what my life would be like uh, as an adult person. I, uh, this idea came a lot from, you know, like Disney movies and all that sorts of things. I kind of just thought that I would, you know, find someone at like, you know, 16, the normal age to find your life partner and then um, <laughs> be with that person forever and get dressed by birds in the morning. Um, or fish. Birds or fish, <coughs> I'd be okay with either. Um, none of that is happening. Um, but I found out, I realized that like, you can kind of make, uh, you can basically just make yourself live in a Disney movie if you change the lens of your experience a little bit. So like, for example, I was recently uh, making out in a bar so aggressively that I lost a shoe about it. Um, then I got kicked out of that same bar at exactly midnight. So I'm Cinderella. Very much so. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there wasn't a lot else. Like, uh, I uh, uh, the other thing I <coughs> wasn't so into as a kid is I went to Catholic school and they make you say uh, the prayer at the front of the class before every fucking class, which is not great for someone who is uh, clearly very shy and ill-equipped to deal with life. Um, so I started, so they don't tell you which prayer to do though. So I found out a really good way to have people stop calling you up to the front of the class is to start quoting revelations. Um, just like, so they'd be like, oh, Mary, tell your, tell your thing, whatever. And I would just be like, and then a monster rose from the sea and it had seven heads and 12 horns on each head. And they absolutely stopped calling me after that. Cause that's really fucked up and weird. Um, like the entirety of my set tonight. Thank you. I'm Mary. <laughs> I know you can hear me, clearly. Uh, guys, your next comic is a super funny guy. He runs uh, OMG Open Mic uh, every Tuesday night. Go give it a shot if you want. Uh, everybody, get loud, get crazy for the great Greg Gettle. More time for Cole Chapman, everybody. I just asked Cole, I was like, you went to Boston University, right? And he's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I know. He was like so excited to talk about it. I was like, dude, you don't need to wear the shirt. We know. Like, you look like Boston University. Did you guys hear Cole's uh, uh, set earlier? Anyone hear Cole's set? Okay. <laughs> uh, he mentioned how sometimes... Uh, women say weird things on Tinder. <laughs> and I thought, like, <laughs> like you like, so yeah, girls can sometimes say weird things, but if you asked a girl, she'd be like, guys always say weird things. <laughs> like, always. 
always a dick pic. It's like, hey, how's it going, dick pic? What? I want to find love. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Yep. So we do we have any uh, couples in the? No. Eh? Couples? Find it out. Tinder, mate. Together. Tinder. All right. <laughs> and then you brought her to this fancy place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, not outside. See the side. No, no, no. Well, so things are going good, clearly. Um, how about over here? All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, welcome from Minnesota, right? I would assume. Oh, okay, so this is the, all right, now, all right, makes sense. Um, so uh, I'm single man, I, wa- I walk a lot, and uh, the only reason why actually I asked that question, who's single, who's not, is because, like, it's just nice to know, <laughs> like, there's not a lot of times you can go into a room and be like, where are the single women, like, you went on the bar car, like, where are the single women at, like, it's way creepy, but, uh, but when you do it with a microphone, it's like, oh, this guy's doing jokes, uh, no, I'm, al- I'm, al- I'm clearly alone. I don't, uh, this is for me. Now, I walk around a lot because uh, I don't have a car because uh, cocaine's expensive, you know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> and I, hate, I hate walking because like, like, I feel like no one else knows how to walk. On the side. It's like similar to drivers. They're like, no one can drive. Like, I only walk. So like, no one can walk, you know? Uh, it's a poor man's complaint. And what I, <laughs> and what I hate is the worst, like the worst is Chinatown for like they all walk slow, everyone's taking it in. I don't, I hate it. But like at anywhere else besides Chinatown, I hate walking behind couples. Because uh, hand, you guys hold hands? Are you one of these hand holding, like just like fucking preventing anything from happening behind you? And I hate it because like you're behind, you get stuck behind a group of a couple, and you're like, I am late and now lonely. Like it reminds you how late and how lonely you are. <laughs> being blocked by this arm of love, this wall of love, you know what I mean? And I, I just want to run through it, you know what I mean? Just fucking just run through it, rip through their love. And then I, I'm, I'm going to do it. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but it's going to fucking happen. I'm running through those fucking hands. And then when they're like, why the fuck? Because I'm going to break through. I'm going to break through. I'm a fucking champion. I'm going to break through those walls, the, lo- the lo- locked hands. And the guy's going to be like, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? And I'm going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were playing uh, uh, Ro- uh, Red Rover. Uh, like, why else would you be making a human wall on the sidewalk? I just want you know the Red Rover? You know what that is? That game where you hold hands and then, yeah. But, but <laughs> you don't get a lot of opportunities to play Red Rover. It's kind of outdated game. So, like, like, that's really your only chance unless it's like a protest. But, like, you don't want to break that up. Okay. Um, no, like I want to, but also I think it'd be funny too if like if I got stopped by the wall, <laughs> like if I was like I'm breaking this hands and I get caught by the wall and then I have to join their team <laughs> and then just follow them the rest of the day, just like a three couple, and then you have to call your work. Like I'm not gonna make it in today. Uh, we're going to Chipotle now and then just follow them the rest of the time. Okay, everything else is pretty good besides that last rep part, right? <laughs> All right. My name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> On the fly. All right. Uh, was that like the tag? You were like, <laughs> you're like, I got a joke for you. Let me do it. And then 
didn't work, so it'll fit right into my set. Okay, um, guys, how you doing? How's everybody doing? You catch any good Pokemon? You catch a Krabby? I saw you catch a Krabby. Then why'd you ask? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, damn! Yeah, I didn't know I'd get <laughs> fucking schooled on manners by the guy playing Pokemon Go throughout an open mic. That doesn't help. That makes it worse. That makes it way worse. <laughs> but I'll have you know, sir, I'm scrolling through Tumblr. It's like, eh. <laughs> Oh, well, come on, Seven. Come on. Come on, Chiro. What, Steven? You going by Steven now? Whatever, man. Okay. Guys, who's having fun? You having fun now? Finally? Okay, I don't believe you. All right. Guys, your next comic is a very funny guy. Uh, he's not a one unit with Mary Goss, much as uh, he might like you to believe. Uh, he is an independent man, guys. <laughs> you were out of the room. I tried to defend you. It didn't work. Guys, everybody get loud and get crazy for the very funny Connor Doherty. Small and Lucy was not in sight. I Why the fuck are you guys talking about me when I'm not here? <laughs> also, you got owned by Stefan. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Happened to me once. Never again. Well, this is a great way to start. I just got back after eight days with my parents in Minnesota. So, this is, this is good. I don't like that life. I don't like this life. Here we are. Well, in those eight days, I wrote one joke, and I have one thing on my mind. Which do you want to hear first? Don't care about your opinion. Anyone else? New joke. I like baseball. There's a play in baseball called a squeeze play. When there's a runner on third, and the, the batter lays down a bunt, the, and the runner goes in because it's, you know, it's tough to defend. There are two types of squeeze plays. There's a safety squeeze where the runner waits till after the batter makes contact, and there's a suicide squeeze where the runner just starts going before the batter makes contact. Come on, you're like the only real audience here. You got to listen to this joke. <laughs> I don't care about the rest of these. I don't care about the rest of these fuckos. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. I just got off a plane. There's two types of squeeze plays, safety squeeze, suicide squeeze. I invented a third type of squeeze play where the third baseman pushes the runner. It's called a euthanasia squeeze. Here's the thing that's on my mind. My parents told me that my childhood friend is marrying a Mormon. Marrying a Mormon named Ronell Balls. There is a cruel irony to marrying a Mormon named Balls. Because the reason they are getting married is because she wants the stuff in his balls. That's how Mormonism works. It's not just like sex isn't about recreation, it's procreation. It's like procreation is virtue. And you can't have sex until you're married. He's marrying a woman named Balls. Okay, I don't have anything else for this fucking set, so cool. I shook Eduardo Nunez's hand at San Francisco Airport today. 
The Twins traded him to San Francisco. The fucking I hate Bay Area sports fans. They do not deserve Eduardo Nunez. He no one knows. Does any raise your hand if you know who Eduardo Nunez? Yeah, you're from Minnesota. You do. You do. His helmet falls off every time he like runs anywhere. <laughs> it's really cute. It's like, dude, like <laughs> just like put your head down a little bit. But anyway, all the fuckos in the Bay Area get him now. They won't appreciate him. Not like I did. He was our all-star this year, baby. Utility infielder all-star. That's not supposed to be a combination. That's not a thing. But every team gets one all-star, and he was ours, and now we traded him for a minor league pitcher. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> you want to go back to that euthanasia squeeze joke? Oh, man. Twins fucking suck. I mean, it's like the classic, uh, you know, players in Minnesota, player doesn't live up to potential in Minnesota, player leaves Minnesota and fucking crushes. Uh, yeah, it's really, he, you guys know who David Ortiz is? It's a very large Dominican man who hits a baseball very far and with surprisingly high average for how large and how hard swinging of a large Dominican man he is. <laughs> He does. He used to play for the Twins. But see, the, the Twins, you know, this is the Twins' way. Pitch to contact, i.e. give up lots of home runs. Try to, like, break natural power hitters of their natural hitting stance until they go somewhere else and succeed. This is how we do things. The Twins' general manager one month into the season described... The season as what was happening as total system failure. <laughs> he has since been fired. <laughs> the current interim general manager was not a player, was not a scout, does not know statistics. <laughs> but I, sh I met Eduardo Nunez in the airport. I pointed at my hat and mimed crying, and he started laughing. So I don't even give a fuck that this set didn't go that well or, like, any of my comedy accomplishments, because fuck all y'all, I made Eduardo Nunez laugh today. Not one time, not one time. Authority, everybody. Did give it up. Give it up, Connor. But, baby, I don't know Good times, y'all. Good times. Okay, guys. Uh, we're going to keep this moving. Guy, uh, I only met him about 20 minutes ago, so I'm sure he's great. Uh, everybody, go crazy for great Tim Ross. You guys want to hear another Minnesota baseball story? No. Uh, when I and probably he was in high school, what year did you graduate, man? Uh, no, this was in 10. In 2010, a baseball team from a little town called Eden Valley Watkins, Minnesota, won the state championship. And to celebrate, they fisted a freshman. That's not a joke. It actually happened. They, like, drew straws, and the kid who draw the, drew the short straw got a fist in his butt. If that is not a perfect analogy for why the Midwest sucks, I don't know what is. Um, you guys, like, have you ever, I think everybody has this experience where, like, you're exposed to something way too young. There's a vaccine for that. 
which, you know, some people say leads to autism, but you have both, so, you know, don't, don't talk while I'm doing this. That's kind of, this is, you do know this is like a performance, right? Like, you, w- you wouldn't go up, like, in the middle of Hamlin and be like, that's not your dad! It's not even a real ghost. You're just hallucinating. It's not how it... Okay. Uh, fuck. Uh, so, yeah, uh, people get, ex- like, see stuff. They're exposed to stuff way too young. Like, I was four years old the first time I watched Pulp Fiction. Uh, which is not great, I don't think. Luckily, I was even too young to get the really fucked up shit in Pulp Fiction. But I tell you what I wasn't too young to get, how fucking cool Samuel L. Jackson is. <laughs> Which inevitably led to the conversation with my dad that his four-year-old white son wanted a jerry curl. <laughs> That's a weird way for your dad to have to explain to you that race exists. <laughs> like, up until I watched Pulp Fiction, everyone was just people, and then I was like, Dad, I want the greasy, curly haircut. And now I understand. I've become a lot more practically real. He got payback on me, though. Uh, Do you guys... It's awkward when, like, you're watching a movie with your mom and a sex scene comes on, right? That's awkward. You know what's more awkward than that? Watching Spotlight with your 50-year-old Catholic dad. Because halfway through the movie, he's going to say, you know, when I was a kid... A priest got transferred out of my church, and you just got to live with that for the rest of your life. My dad's a weird guy. Uh, He recently asked me to show him how Snapchat worked, which I did. I I was showing him, you know, this is how you flip the camera around. You can do a little doodle. You can add a, you know, a filter or a description and about halfway through this tutorial I had to ask myself am I teaching my dad how to send a dick pic (laughs) like I don't think that's what snapchat's for but I definitely think my dad thinks that's what snapchat is for (laughs) so like I confronted him about it I was like is you're not like for sex right my dad's like no no I get it I get that snapchat's for like socializing and it's a fun way to interact with people and you and me are going to be Snapchat friends. And I was like, no, we're fucking not. Because my dad's got the same name I do. He's Tim Ross Sr. I'm Tim Ross Jr. And that's both of our Snapchat names. One letter apart. Which means I'm one drunken misread away from thinking I'm getting Snapchats from my shitty future. Just like a red-faced, gray-haired version of me sending selfies like, do not do what I have done. <laughs> this is your future. Okay, thank you. No, I got, I, uh, while, while we're on the topic of Snapchat, I'll finish with this, you guys. Sometimes I think women can be cruel. Uh, case in point, I was Snapchatting a lady uh, and I told her, you know, I think you're beautiful. I think you're really fun to talk to. I would love to go out with you. She sent me a Snapchat back with a dick in her mouth. And it said, do you want to go out with me now? Brutal. But I knew how to respond. 
So I sent her a Snapchat back with a dick in my mouth <laughs> that said, of course I do. If you really care about somebody, suck a dick for them. Maybe not necessarily theirs. Thank you very much, guys. I'm Tim Ross. everybody yeah good stuff you've been doing comedy long man I haven't seen you around here oh congratulations welcome welcome everybody Tim Ross good shit the fisting thing I don't know that everybody seemed more horrified <laughs> over the whole fisting thing <laughs> like whoa <laughs> oh man hey but you got through it you pulled it out in the end I mean the fist uh, okay guys your next comic is a hilarious guy. Uh, he looks straight out of a 1960s psychedelic British band. Guys, give it up for Sean McKenzie. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Punchline himself. Ethan wasn't able to play obnoxious music because he was outside, but he wasn't. Away from him. calling me oh oh that's nice uh, all right well thanks for being here guys welcome to the neighborhood Tim uh, there's a more famous Tim Ross that is a comedian uh, that I, I had in my mind and I was like oh, I don't remember Tim Ross being I, he was much uglier in my mind than, than you are and so I was like oh yeah and then I thought maybe this guy just like maybe he just went to the gym and got a better haircut and shit is the same guy but he's apparently an Australian fellow right no, Tim Ross oh wow then the internet lies what do you know what do you know? Can you, can you believe it? Uh, but anyways, you're a handsome devil. Welcome to the Bay. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for, for being here, guys. It's very nice, because uh, as comedians, we do a lot of shows, and sometimes you guys aren't there. And uh, it's a lot easier to tell jokes to people when there's people, so thank you for that. Uh, I, uh, here's a bunch of stuff. All right. So. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying out this whole not being monogamous thing, which is very Bay Area. Uh, I don't, I feel like part of that woo was just like, oh, you're getting any at all? Like enough <laughs> for that to be a question? Uh, I don't, polyamory is the grossest word in the world, so let's avoid that, but that's basically what's going on. Uh, and it's interesting. It's interesting because I didn't realize how much comfort there is in monogamy. Like in monogamy, you're like, oh, this person doesn't need any more genitals than the ones I got. Like, this is, this is all the genitals they needed. That's very reassuring, because we get worried about our stuff. You know what I mean? We get, we get concerned. Ever since sixth grade, ever since sixth grade, when all of a sudden your dick needed to be big in sixth grade, right? It's, it's, you're set up for failure the whole time. The whole time. And then here's another thing on top of that. Sixth grade, you don't know that the angle at which your junk looks the smallest is where your eyes are. You, you, first time you get naked in front of a full-length mirror, it's a little bit better, but still, you're set up, be uh, concerned. And so when someone's in a monogamous relationship saying, that's, that's, that's the dick, don't need any other dicks, that feels very nice. So it's a little freaky going out into the world of not monogamy, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's very strange. Uh, but it's, it's been all right. People have been having sex with me, and that feels, it's very kind, very nice of them. It's very nice of them. I feel like people should be able to write that shit off on their taxes. It's a real, it's a, it's a sweetheart move. It's very nice. Uh, 
I don't even like this. You guys, you guys are both pretty attractive. It's bullshit. You should both be attract, fucking less, uh, less attractive people than you are. <laughs> spread, spread the love around. It's, it's bullshit. So, uh, but this is the thing is that, uh, so I am, can you feel me getting nervous about what I'm about to talk about? Uh, I, I'm doing more fucking than I've ever been doing in my whole life, but hold on, hold on, hold, wait, 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 it's taking a turn here, uh, is that I have severe anxiety and eat craft dinner and pizza rolls for meals all the time, and this combination means that lately my dick's not been working some. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's feel, feel the atmosphere change in this room. Dudes took that like a punch to the gut right there. You don't want to hear that shit. We can all laugh about whiskey dick. It's happened to the best of us, but that first time that shit happens to you sober, it's no good. And then it's recursive because the more nervous you are about it, the worse it's going to go. And the first time you have whiskey dick while sober, you've seen this happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the first time you have whiskey dick while you're sober, it's like shitting your pants, basically. Like, you're not going to be able to fart with confidence for a while. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to perform mental tricks to make that sort of thing work. Uh, yep, there we go. Uh, oral sex comes up a great deal in importance there. You get, it's, you get, you really, there's the ultimate training program on uh, given head is having your dick not work. That's sink or swim. <laughs> You're, you better get that orgasm one way or another, man. Uh, and then on the flip side, on the flip side, uh, women have been conditioned in our society to believe everything in a relationship is their fault. So even though it's my fault, ladies will feel bad and shit and try to make things right. What I'm saying is there is no more passionate blowjob in the entire world than a woman trying to breathe life back into a rubbery dick. Uh, <laughs> Well, that was very weird for me to say out loud to strangers. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Good stuff. Mr. Punchline himself, you saw it, you witnessed it. Congratulations, you're all better people as a result. Guys, how are we feeling? Feeling good? Great. Okay, your next comic. Never seen this man before, but I'm sure he's going to be great. Guys, give it up for Paul Hayfley. Hey, everybody. <laughs> but believe it or not, I was trying to sound like uh, the, the, the uh, MC people at strip clubs. Have, have you ever heard those guys? They didn't really sound like that, but they're hilarious to me. I think they're great. Some of the some of them sees the open mics. I feel like I try to be like those guys for some reason. Not you. You sound regular. But um, <laughs> just like a regular person. Um, but uh, yeah, there's been a lot of enthusiasm in here tonight, which is which is great, um, especially from the Red Bull guy. But um, uh, it's it's hard to be enthusiastic though, especially for me when you have little uh, people are dealing with cartoon animals that break out of little balls thrown by a teenager with a backpack. I don't understand why. I thought we got fucking rid of Pokemon. I, I mean, when I was in middle school, that shit was around, and people would like throw a little, when little cards they'd throw around and shit, and I was like, I'm just trying to eat lunch. Why, why are you doing that? And then now it's just out in public everywhere. You know, people, pe 
people say that people are getting too distracted by their phones, but now even when they're distracted on their phones, on their camera, that you can't even see people virtually. So <laughs> I don't like Pokemon. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Oh, uh, Red Bull. They say Red Bull gives you wings, but uh, beer gives me indigestion. Um, does, does anybody here drink tequila, by the way? Do you also like to strangle children? Because I feel like if, if you can just stuff your feelings down that much to drink tequila, then you probably wouldn't have a problem with doing that. But um, I feel like drinking tequila is like... Tra- <laughs> I feel like drinking tequila is like trying to sail the high seas in like a skiff with only one paddle um, during a squall while while trying to bring Charles Manson on as a first mate. It's just not a good idea. (laughs) I drank tequila last night, um, as among other things. Um, What else was I going to say? Uh, so, um, oh, yeah, lately my, uh, my asshole has felt like sandpaper, rubbing up against sandpaper. I don't know who decided that, um, as a man, I should only have three hairs on my nipple and then all, all the way around my sphincter. That really doesn't make any sense to me. And yet, it decides, like, some days I feel like my body feels great, and I have, like, a little baby's bottom, yet my asshole decides to mutiny and cause a revolution of discomfort. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, which, which makes it hard to go about my day most days, honestly, especially when you have so many other people doing great things. Like, and there's, I hate that I'm relating this, but, like, uh, I found find people like Martin Luther King inspiring, right? Like I'll listen to his speeches, usually when I'm on the toilet, listening to YouTube. But um, so I'm, I'm watching this stuff and I'm like, there's a great man that's done great things. But I mean, does, I mean, did he ever just like spend the time to just like trim his pubes or anything like that? I mean, did he do regular stuff like just and drink too much coffee? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, because he just did all this great stuff. I just wonder if he had any faults or just, you know, shit that he did every day. Or does everybody do it for him? Um, <laughs> thanks. He was a great guy, though. Which, uh, of course, that brings me naturally into Black Lives Matter. But, um, so, uh, I remember talking to some guy in a bar the other day. He was the only black guy in that, in that bar, actually which is common around here. And he was saying that some guy hit him while he was riding his bicycle. And, uh, and he went and attacked the guy's car. He was like beating the glass and the guy got out and argued with him and then called him the N-word after the cop got there. And I was like, man, that's horrible. That is a horrible word. And then he said that the guy should have been arrested for saying the N-word. And I said, what the fuck's wrong with you? And he said, well, what do you mean? That's a terrible word. Nobody should do that. And I said, that's true. But he didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, aside from trying to run you over, but other than that, you know, I'm a big believer in saying whatever you want, even if it's, uh, you know, makes you a horrible fucking person. You know, people should probably call. It's like, 
trying to, uh, it's like me saying that my dad is a human being, you know? It's, I don't think I or he should be arrested, but it's probably not a good idea to say it. <laughs> so uh, I think that's it, that's my time, thank you. We're going to keep this thing moving. Guys, your next comic is a very funny man. Uh, everybody, give it up for Adam Strawbridge. Welcome for Cole piloting this rocky ship. What's up, guys? Uh, I've been going to acupuncture lately. It's very interesting. <laughs> acupuncture, it's great. It's not for any health reason. It's just like I'm into BDSM, but I want to start slow, you know? Figure that's probably smart. I like state mottos, very interesting. Like my home state, New York, is Excelsior. It's very classic. Uh, Georgia's is, I think, y'all come back now. Um, Arizona's is actually Japanese, kind of interesting. Uh, it's just these two random characters on their lower back. They were drunk. It was 2 a.m. It was a mistake. Mm. Went to the zoo today, love the zoo. There's so many animals at the zoo, so many different diverse ecosystems, and they do a great job like capturing the environment. So I saw the Mexican red wolf. They had this like classic Mexican cactus, that dry, arid Mexican uh, environment, and then they had US Border Patrol guarding the fence, just in case those wolves got any ideas. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, keep going though. Uh, it's spring break. They bust in sorority girls to get back to their boyfriends, just so the wolves don't get lonely. <laughs> a little bit. I like animals. I like to learn about animals. Uh, like a single ant can lift 10 times its own body weight, uh, 15 if it's trying to impress chicks. It's pretty neat. Penguins have the smallest dick to body ratio uh, in the animal kingdom. If you ask them, they'll just say, oh, it's really cold in the South Pole. <laughs> Not fooling me, penguins. Bees are very smart. Bees communicate through dance. Bees know the earth is curved. Uh, bees actually bet against the housing market in 2008. Made a killing. Those <laughs> bastards. Hate bees. Uh, cuttlefish are these freaky squids. They have two types of males. They got alpha males that get all the girls, and beta males that have to impersonate girls to hang out with them to impregnate them on the sly. It's very sneaky. The Latin name for cuttlefish actually translates to straight guys who do musicals. So. Found that interesting. My friend's, my friend's favorite animal is a giraffe. She just, you know, for lots of obvious reasons, but also she thinks it's sweet that all giraffes are bisexual, because you'll see lots of male giraffes having sex with each other. I just don't have the heart to tell her, I don't think the bottom ones are enjoying it. <laughs> I think that's just kind of nature. Let's like, you know, read like a prison documentary and be like, it's so cute how guys in prison are all bisexual. <laughs> no, it's about power. Um, Whoops. Uh, what else? Uh, this, is, this is gonna fall. I, I'm not good with kids. I don't find kids endearing the way you're supposed to like, you know, think kids are just naturally cute. So I was babysitting my very Jewish sister's very Jewish uh, daughter, so my niece. We're at this bake sale at a Catholic church, and uh, she points to Jesus Christ on the crucifix and asks me like, uh, Adam, why is that man nailed to the letter T? <laughs> but, uh, all I could think to say was, uh, uh, it was an episode of Sesame Street that went really, really wrong. Um, all right, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, gay porn is interesting. Uh, watch it a bit myself. There's very many genres. There's like a lot of genres of gay porn. My favorite is like the straight boys being turned. 
Um, it's like an actual, just a legit category of porn. It wasn't the punchline. Uh, but there's like videos like a businessman blows the pool guy while his wife's in the shower. Uh, or like businessman fucks a pool boy during a business meeting. There's always a pool boy. Uh, or my favorite, businessman runs for an open tendency in Indiana, passes sweeping anti-LGBT legislation, closes 90 Planned Parenthoods, fucks a pool boy in the shower. Mm, trying to be topical. Uh, election guys, spicing up, it's caliente, right? Can't be the only one to notice. I haven't voted yet because I'm saving myself for marriage, but I try to stay abreast of the issues, you know? So my analysis of this election would be there's always a far left candidate, and always a far right candidate, but if I had to be a candidate, I'd be a far out candidate. You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Boogie boards for every bro and chick string free who's with me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> mm, fuck NASA. I'll be the first to say it. I don't know, like NASA. They want more money. They always need more money. They're going to the moon. I think they're looking for gold or something. Like, I get it, space is neat, but there's so much on Earth we don't understand, you know? Like, we don't know what's at the heart of our jungles. We don't know what's at the bottom of the deepest ocean. We still don't know why kids love the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you know? <laughs> Where is the funding? You guys, uh, we still haven't solved the Michael Jackson conjecture, whether Annie is or is not okay. <laughs> he died not knowing, and to me, that's tragic. All right, thanks, guys. Give it up for Cole. Your mama says, son, Give it up for Adam Strawbridge one more time. Good shit, man, always. Okay, guys, uh, we're gonna keep this moving. Uh, your next comic, uh, I don't know her, but I'm sure she's great. Give it up for Adrienne Villalon. Alrighty, ooh. Just got a little bit cooler, unintentionally. Um, <clears throat> so I just found out Gandhi was racist against black people? Like, really? Like, yeah, really. Like, I can get misogynist, you know, bitch has done you dirty, he let his wife die, wouldn't let her take penicillin, I get it. You know, fucking pedophile, everyone's got a vice, slash hobby, I get it. You know, pick your poison. But racist? Come on. Like, if we dropped your ass in, like, 1837, like, you'd be picking cotton like everybody fucking else. Like... Like, I don't know if he's looking in the mirror, like, what he saw, like, Gwyneth Paltrow staring back at him or some shit like that. Like, I don't fucking get it. Like, we, like, we all know Minnie Kaling, right? Like, right? like, her brother passed as black for eight years. Wrote a whole fucking book about it, right? Like, are you fucking kidding me? But Gandhi's going to be fucking racist? Like, come on now. Really? What did my notes say? Sorry, I'm trying new stuff out, guys. Uh, yeah, no, because, like, he used to, like, he would boil his piss and drink it, so you know the man is full of shit, right? Like, come on, really? But I think it's funny that uh, MLK was inspired by Gandhi and his, like, nonviolent movements and things like that. You know, think about it. Having, <laughs> picking your ideologies from, and racist, or a racist ideology from, like, to combat racism, like... I don't know. I'm just thinking if, like, <laughs> if MLK had, like, Google or Facebook or some shit like that, like, maybe him and Malcolm X would have been more of, a uh, like, a dynamic duo, too. Like, you know, just a little bit more on that same page tip. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, anyway. So Madonna, I, uh, I get her self-calling Madonna, you know, being like an Italian Roman Catholic from Detroit, like that's fine, you know, Madonna fits, it's a good, you know, good name choice. But this bitch is, when she decided to go and like convert to Kabbalah, like she needed a name change instantly. Like you can't be like fucking Roman Catholic and be like, oh no, I'm just gonna be wishy-washy and I'll be Jew and now I'll be keep calling myself Madonna. No, you can't have all that. No, you can't have all that. Like you gotta switch it up. Like, but I got you. I got, I got some names for you. Like Hagar, Ruth, <laughs> Esther, Ghoul, Tamar. Yeah, all traditional Hebrew names. Like pick from the list and like, 